thatsthenorm.com. Suraya Zainuddin is the freelance writer, the independent, and a thought leader on Malaysian personal finance. She is the anti-fool. Welcome to the Anti-Fool Podcast. This is where we deconstruct the wisdom of people from all fields, backgrounds, and walks of life. My role is simple. I play the fool, I ask the questions, and you get the answers. Our guest is the Anti-Fool, the source of wisdom who we will learn from today. I'm on a mission to create the antidote to foolishness, so we can understand the world and ourselves better. Wonderful stuff, right? So... Shall we? <laughs> Hello there, the biggest fool of them all, Norm here. Welcome to the show. In this episode, I had a chat with Suraya Zainuddin, founder of the Malaysian personal finance blog Ringgit O Ringgit. She's created a sustainable career for herself as an independent freelancer, consultant, and thought leader in Malaysian personal finance. Pretty inspiring. I've known her for a couple of years now, worked with her in my previous job, and it's really encouraging to hear that she's still doing well, being able to provide for her current lifestyle through her blog, Ring It or Ring It, focusing on personal finance, money, and much more around that topic, a sensitive topic in this country. We talked about how she started this journey. She said it was an accident to becoming a freelancer, sharing her tech stack and writing flow, and much more. The pressure of comparison by looking at the gripes of someone with a 9-to-5 and dealing with a very negative boss, the mental health of a solopreneur, as well as her thoughts on the future of remote work. And without further ado, let's play the fool and learn from the wise by diving into my chat with Suraya Zainuddin. Soraya, how are you doing? I am doing very well. Hi, Norman. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no worries. No worries. I know uh, we're, we normally work well together, uh, or at least in the presence of each other. And it's nice to talk to you formally uh, to talk about remote work and what you do, because I know a bit about you, but... I've never actually had to do this in the podcast, so this would be quite exciting. <laughs> I am excited too. You know a little bit of what I do. And to be honest, I'm still kind of like finding out where I fit within this whole remote working space. So I find that this kind of conversations help me position myself mentally as a, as a freelancer, as an independent consultant as well. So... I'm happy right. to be here. Let's 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 dive into that. How would you answer the question, what do you do? <laughs> it depends on who I'm talking to. Sure. Like I've been in events where you know sometimes you meet the kind of people who are kind of like, oh, um, they're only kind of like trying to assess whether you're useful to you or not. Yeah. So in those cases, I'd be like, oh, I'm a freelancer, and then I don't get bothered by them. And then I meet people who I genuinely, you know, like and want to be friends with or at least acquaintances with. So I kind of share, oh, hey, um, I do writing work, communications work. And if they ask further, then I might expand it a little bit more into, yeah, I produce, uh, I curate uh, books or I write articles on my own website or I do community engagement work and organize workshops depending on who I'm talking to. Oh, so you have a lot of services and you can package a lot of your value into different ways depending on the yeah. kind of person you're meeting, right? That's 
pretty fascinating and I would say quite <laughs> unique uh, for a career. Could I ask,、uh, how did you get to where you are now? I got here.、Uh, it was originally it was an accident. So, what、mm. happened was I moved to a new city and started applying for jobs in that new city. And、um, it took a while because I was choosy. I wanted a job with You know, up with、uh, enough salary to sustain my lifestyle, and that particular town, which I will not mention, <laughs> coincidentally <laughs> has one of the lowest paying salaries in Malaysia. So I was getting offers that I wasn't particularly interested in. So I was thinking, you know, while I do this job searching, I'll do some freelance work, and somehow the freelance work. Turned lucrative, and I just never stopped. And somehow, I'm I've been doing independent work for the last four years. Oh wow, four years of freelancing and four, four years, years of freelancing of independence. Oh my goodness,、yeah. it started as an accident, but and then it just became practical. So I just stopped applying for jobs, you know, like formal employment. And、uh, but I I think that it only happened because I had savings during that time. If I was Um, if I was desperate for money, I might have taken just any old job that could I could survive with.、Uh, did you narrow down、uh, what kind of freelancing work were you doing? Like, like were you niching down to a specific field, or、uh, were you trying lots of things at once? And then you decided, oh, okay, I'm going to focus on writing, or I'm going to focus on something else. When I started, I used one of those freelancing platforms,、um, in particular with Upwork. So、um, I didn't know how to go about, you know, the whole space when I first started. So it was pretty much for me it was a trial and error thing. I started out with applying for as many jobs as possible. I, I like to use the fishing analogy, right? If you put out a lot of fishing rods, one or two is bound to. Result in some sort of fish, <laughs> whether <laughs> small fish or big fish doesn't matter. But you're bound to get customers if you spread yourself、um, out there, your your work out there. If you apply for a lot of jobs, so I started getting some article writing jobs,、uh, which turned into a, a portfolio, a work portfolio of sorts, and then I started offering.、Uh, A lot more. I started niching into freelance writing, and then from there on, I started niching even more into personal finance and finance in general content, which was just practical during that point in time.、Um, and then from there on, I think I started offering more in relation to that niche. So,、um, but always within the personal finance space. Oh, it's all into the personal finance space now. I all into personal finance. I know.、Uh, well, you know this.、Uh, I do read your blog a lot. Oh, thanks. You manage <laughs> you you manage the website yourself.、Uh, you have a lot of your work、uh, written on there, and it is a place for people to find your content, your writing, and potentially hire you as a freelancer. And I'm、yes. curious,、uh, mm-hmm. what kind of skills does someone need to be able to freelance、uh, right now? Or、okay. like in this current time, I'm I'm gonna answer that question in two parts. Yeah.、Um, <laughs> the first one is kind of like, which one comes first, skills or customer? <laughs>、hmm. Right? Because some people will argue skills, some people will argue customer comes first. 
Uh, there's really no right answer. Um, ideally both, but if you are lucky, um, but if not, it, it really depends on your situation. And the second part is how comfortable are you with cold selling? <laughs> ah. Yeah. It turns out I'm not good with cold selling. <laughs> so um, if you are someone who is perhaps not so confident with putting yourself out there, you know, you're, you're kind of shy, you're kind of like insecure like I am, and you have a lot of imposter syndrome. What works for me is to kind of like showcase, share my work. Um, I'm lucky enough that I was at the right time and the right space where people were consuming a lot of personal finance content. So there's a lot of inbound marketing that happens in the process. So people find me and that's how I find clients as well. Um, but for some others who are less, you know, they're more confident with themselves and, you know, they, they're happy to pitch their ideas Um Uh, you know, send out cold emails or do cold calls, they might use a different set of strategy, right? For me, what works first is, I don't know, it, it, it really is a combination because I started my first few clients within, I was catering to my first few clients, which is writing work. Um, and then I use that as a basis to grow, to expand. Ah, I see. So the, you started off small with the first few and then from there expanded your skills and you figure out where to go next yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Okay, okay. and figuring it out was not uh, it wasn't easy to figure out what steps to take next because everything seemed important and HRing myself like human resourcing myself was <laughs> something I didn't know I had to do right this is um I had to maintain my own accounts and like start a company and like who teaches all of that. So figuring out all of those was a, was a process. And throughout that process, what was the biggest thing you've learned about yourself from jumping, like, you know, taking the leap uh, to becoming a freelancer and being completely independent? The biggest thing I've learned about myself is mm. definitely um, a, <laughs> um, how, how lucky I am to, to, to somehow end up in a niche that not many people are are doing, <laughs> and that niche is personal <laughs> finance. Um, I mean, of all things, you know, I, mean, I, I thought growing up, I thought I was a nerd for, for actually finding this stuff interesting. Um, so, so that's a nice, <laughs> that's a nice <laughs> lucky, uh, lucky thing to be <laughs> to be uh, to end up with. Um, another thing is that I think I really enjoy learning. Surprisingly, once in a while, I would miss, you know, the process of getting direction from someone, from an employer, from a boss, because then I don't have to think of what I have to do next. But I think at this point, I have accepted that, you know what, like it is up to me to decide what to do next. And sometimes it's a blessing and sometimes it's a curse. But that autonomy is something I will never trade for at this part of my life, at least. So I'm I'm happy. I think the realization that I'm happy with what I'm doing right now and the work that I'm doing is very, very fulfilling is um, the most amazing part of everything else. Oh, that is an amazing thing to learn about yourself. Like uh, uh, something that, you know, you should always carry with you. Uh, as you're going independent. So 
No, yeah, sometimes I feel guilty for about this. Sometimes I feel guilty about this though. It's like Why? because you know, like in within the personal finance space, a lot of people like to complain about this about their situation, right? They're like, oh, you know, my boss is asking me to do this and I'm not paid well. I'm just here kind of like, but I'm so sorry that happens to you. And like I'm here kind of like, but if you can't so I I always feel like I have to stop myself from wanting to be a savior. I have to stop myself from like wanting to fix people. I have to stop from myself from asking them, so what steps are you doing to change your scenario if you're not happy about how things are going? And at the same time, you know, there's so much privilege about, about being in my position right now that sometimes I feel like I don't deserve feeling unhappy at all. And that gives me guilt. And there's a whole other like mental aspect that I need to sort out myself. Mm. But it's a, uh, you know, it's human, right? But it, there's so many things going right, but the human mind always focuses on like what's the not so nice parts of it. So there are still downsides to, whole, to this whole thing, but overall I'm pretty happy. Yeah, the mental health for a freelancer, you know, making your own decisions or maybe certain comparisons with other people uh, who are working on the nine to five can be a bit daunting mm-hmm. in that your worries are not the same as other worries. So mm-hmm. the discrepancy between that makes you feel like, oh, am I doing something right? Or should I help them out? Or is it okay? Mm-hmm. Or am I intruding? Uh, I, I sort of get that uh, at times when I'm doing podcast work for other people it's quite uh, a difficult thing to think about i'm sure we can talk about our like about that for hours <laughs> yeah 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 so you know i am just taking the my approach now is just you know i'll share with you what i'm doing if it works for you great if you still choose to complain you know what i understand that complaining and venting might be part of your process I'm, I'm going to, you know, take myself out of any negativity because I don't need that in my life right now. That's my approach right now. I don't know if that's the right way of doing. Yeah, again, it's something you don't know what's the right thing to do because there's really no, no map for these kind of things. Yeah. I, I mean, it's less about what's right or, or not. It's about what works. And I believe yeah. that, yeah, right now, the methods you choose right now work for you. Mm-hmm. So, uh at, le- at the very least, you are in control of something that you can be in control of. So mm-hmm. to be able to be appreciative of that, despite the minor worries here and there, is something yeah. that earns my respect, for sure. Like, that's, that's pretty you, awesome. That's very kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, before we sort of a little bit too far away from uh, the freelancing aspect, we'll definitely tackle the mental health thing another time. Maybe when I meet up with you in person over like a coffee or something, but, um, (laughs) but on the, on managing your work or on managing, uh, your freelance, um, initiatives, Mm -hmm. uh, what are some of the tools that you use, uh, to keep yourself up to date or what do you use to keep yourself productive and, or work better? I'd love Mm. to know your tech stack. (laughs) (laughs) Even though <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay, hardware-wise, you know, a good laptop, good internet connection, um, a notebook, um, those really help. Yeah. Um, how 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 in depth do you want to go into this? <laughs> because I can't um, go forever. Well, maybe okay, maybe not full on. <laughs> Let's see. Like um, the main the main apps that you use on your 
uh, on your laptop. I'm assuming that you always okay. work from your laptop uh, most of the yes, time, as opposed to not on the phone. Uh, some people do a hybrid. Uh, I'm a hybrid person. I write on both phone and laptop, so it's a bit different for me. But I want to hear how you work on your laptop. That'd be pretty cool. Okay. All right. I, I can show you my hybrid system. So um, I, I do keep like a daily to-do list and I enjoy the process of checking off things from my to-do list um, every single day. Yeah. Um, and in terms of um, tools that I use uh, in my laptop, um, I can share with you the most commonly used tool. So anything related to Google and WordPress Okay. Um, Google is for Google because you know they're everywhere and they are overlords and I have <laughs> since accepted that I have accepted that like no worries at all like take all my money it's fine um, know all my preferences alright um, <laughs> WordPress for website management so those are okay. clear cut uh, things specifically for writing and content creation will be things like Grammarly I use that a lot Grammarly, you know, helps with proofreading, as you might know. Yep. And um, of course, all of the social media platforms that, that I concentrate with, you know, social media marketing and promotions, um, particularly Facebook and Twitter, and sometimes Instagram. I do use a scheduling tool to automate postings on them, and I use Social B for that. Um, aside from that, I also really enjoy using Flipboard to curate. Um, new ideas. Oh, um, Flipboard. Oh, wow. Flipboard is, is amazing. So you select um, categories that you like that is related to your field. So I have mine set to personal finance, productivity and self-development and all those good things. So it will curate topics within the same, uh, it will curate articles within the same topics and all I have to do is kind of flip through all of these articles Um you know, I will, I end up reading, let's say, one or two out of every 10 articles they suggest. Um, it's an easy way to go through like 100 articles in a day, you know, just going through them in the first few paragraphs. Wow. That is a interesting, interesting stack of uh, <laughs> tools that you use. Okay. And never ever considered Flipboard. Okay. It's, yeah, for me, it's always something else like Feedly or uh, shared content from other people. And I just naturally click on them and save it for later. So, oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. I, I do that too. I do that too. I can spend hours on that. Um, but I find that Flipboard, um, you know, if I want like a quick and way to find inspiration of things to write about, for example, or things to share or things to post, then I'll just quickly go to Flipboard. Nice. Okay, I'll keep that in mind when I yeah. start up my my own blog. For sure. <laughs> you have blogs. I, yeah, I'm keep I waiting do. for updates. I do, I do. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do. I, I'm starting up multiple blogs, which is a bit off. I, I really need to update you about like what I've been doing lately. We need to meet up in real life. Yeah, so. we do. <laughs> and you can also share everything in, in like a post, you know, would format everything up. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I see that with the entirety of your tech stack and the amount of skills that, that you are training on to freelance and that despite all of this, you still have the energy and the optimism to keep yourself uh, up and active despite you know certain things that may affect mental health. And you seem very happy uh, in your position right now, which is pretty awesome. And I know that you personally enough that I know that's true. Mm -hmm. I 
do want to reach out to you concerning remote work in general because these kinds of benefits uh, can be found because of the concept of remote work and where you can work from anywhere and at any time. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, it means you actually work. Yes, uh, but it means that you are working to your own pace, uh, to your own context, to your own environment. Mm-hmm. Um, my question to you is, uh, as someone who has found your corner of the internet, uh, where you can work uh, the way that you want to, uh, mm-hmm. are there any thoughts on the rise of remote work in the future? I think that, of course, it's, con- it's going to continue to rise. Um, and we've seen multiple studies and, and thought pieces and opinion pieces about that. I mean, my own opinion on it kind of shadows the opinion of other established um, thought leaders within the remote working space. And many of them have the observation that in the future, possibly, um, many people will turn to online courses uh, produced by remote workers um, or independent content creators to substitute the college experience altogether. So I find that really cool. And we're already mm. kind of seeing this now. I've come across like a lot of courses on how to be virtual assistant, for example, or how to be a solopreneur or how to be like a really, really niche and very specific part of um remote working. Just the other day, I paid the services of a one type of remote worker. She's an independent lash artist um, who markets herself only through Instagram. And she comes to uh, clients' homes and do their lash treatment for them. And in a salon, that might be something like 200, 300 ringgit, but she charges 88 for this home service. And she attended like a two-day course and have started to do this full-time. So that's one part of it as well. And someone taught her those skills, right? So it's only going to continue in a variety of nation services. And honestly, anything that helps me save money, (laughs) all the better. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from actual, you know, it's great that you now can learn from people who are actually doing the work, not from people who's, who, who teach you the theory behind the work, but the people who are actually practicing the work. So I think that's amazing. That also brings up another interesting point, like logistics, because this person is by that definition remote that she can come and provide her services to people's homes uh, for a cheaper price than retail, or at least like um, rather than a brick and mortar uh, Mm -hmm. service where it's like, what, 200 ringgit? So that's like $50, I think, if you divide by four. And she brings it down to 20, which is amazing. It really activates a lot of interesting hyper-focused careers or Mm -hmm. hyper niches that people are willing to work for and that they can work at their own pace at their own time. So I find that really fascinating. I didn't add this in the notes, but I'm curious now, now that you've shared your opinion on that, how soon do you think that remote work will be the norm in Malaysia? Based on the amount of complaints people have over their bosses, I think that it's going to (laughs) be, it might already be a norm. (laughs) 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 So unless they're making big bucks that they feel that it's it's fine to treat off all of this unhappiness and you know, unsatisfaction towards life in general in exchange for a regular paycheck, 
uh, but I don't know. It's like the new way people brag slash humble brag online is by showing off how much time they have, how much leisure time that they have. And sooner or later, a lot of people are going to be the fact that people are, many people are unsatisfied in their day jobs, are going to attract more and more people into remote working or at least independent um, work. So at least for my generation, I can definitely see the shift from paid employment towards self-employment. That's something we can definitely think about in the near future. I would love to explore that uh, more on that topic uh, soon, especially in Malaysia, because there's plenty of opportunities here Mm -hmm. and, of course, across Asia as well. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, we are coming up on time. And Suraya, uh, where can we find you uh, outside of this episode? (laughs) You can find me. Yeah. You can find me at ringgitoringgit.com. You can also find me on Ringgit or Ringgit Facebook and Twitter. I go by at Suraya R-O-R. Um, I don't know that it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. No worries. And I will definitely see you for a coffee sometime soon, nearby in the future. Probably, I don't know. Let's month. make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, links to everything that we've been talking about will be in the show notes to this episode or at least uh, will be in the description. Talk to you soon, Soraya. Take care, everyone. Bye. Have a good day. And that's it. My chat with Soraya of ringitaringit.com. Cheers for sharing with me your journey, Soraya. I honestly really appreciate it. Here's some takeaways from this episode. Be mentally prepared. Don't compromise your attention or thinking by comparing yourself to others. And focus on the gain, not the gap. What you have built until now, not what you could be building. Well, if you haven't started, great, because that is a clean slate. Soraya has spent years of her time building her career to get to where she is right now. So that should serve as an inspiring story for you if you are willing to follow a similar path in carving your own career. (laughs) If you want to follow her, you can check out the show notes to this episode where I'll be posting links to Soraya's social media and her website. She built this career independently and that in itself deserves massive respect. You can always reach out to Soraya for more info. And here's something to ponder. How would you carve your own career in this changing work environment? What kind of career would you want to get in this changing work environment? That is something that we should all be thinking about. But whatever answer you come to, don't worry about it. When you take the first step to achieving said career, just think to yourself. Take one step at a time and all will be well. Stay warm, stay lovely, and I'll see you in the next episode. Your foolish friend, Norm. Thank you for listening to the show. Anti-Fool is hosted, produced, and edited by me, Norman Cella. You can find out more about the show at thatsthenorm.com slash antifool. It's where I host all my other podcast shows and more. The music and sound effects come from zapsplat.com. If you have any questions, recommendations for guests, and more, hit me up on Twitter at Norman Cella or on LinkedIn as well. There is only one of me in the world. I'm sure you can find me there. I love connecting with people and having warm, meaningful conversations. (laughs) Don't be foolish, all right? Cheers.